Welcome to another Wednesday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, but it might be you. And of course, Wednesday is Agony Aunt Day. It's the day that we deep dive into your problems, your dilemmas. We've got three topics and let's get into them. The first one says... Hi Lala, I love my boyfriend and our relationship is everything I have ever dreamed of. He listens and understands me, reassures and validates me, shows me how much he cares and truly looks after me. But there are some small problems, mainly caused by his family, but there's one thing that has been making me feel nauseous to my stomach since Christmas and it's been making me feel that I need to leave him like fully. He's got a younger cousin who is 23. He 27 and she is very manipulative and insecure and seems to spend a lot of her energy manipulating my boyfriend and his brother she openly flirts with him brought him boxes for christmas and asked him to send her a photo see if they fit in front of me she's also extremely nasty to her own sister and my boyfriend and his brother don't seem to care and they believe her shit knowing that he swoons over an immature barely competent manipulator is triggering as fuck I didn't realise he was such a creep and would like awful people just for some attention. I honestly just feel that my friendship group would never accept a horrible, desperate manipulator, but theirs will because they're horrible misogynists that like fake women and cannot stand real ones. Their mum, me, the other girlfriend, and literally any woman who's not playing a very fake controlling role, it, it makes me feel like I should dip. It's all too creepy. Um, yeah, I think you should dip for sure. I mean, I do, I'm a bit confused about, on the one hand, you love your boyfriend and your relationship is everything that you've ever dreamed of. He listens, understands, validates you, da 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 But then also, you're calling him like a fucking horrible misogynist who's inauthentic and swoons over a barely competent manipulator. You know what I mean? That's a lot going on there of very big stuff that you really don't like. And this whole dynamic is extremely bizarre. She's their cousin. It feels like something out of like cruel intentions or salt burn or something, you know? And I'm not saying that they're having an incestuous relationship, but it does sound like she's using her sexuality to manipulate her male cousins and that they're so basic that they're just falling for it. And the fact that you consider his friendship group to be horrible misogynists would probably be enough to end this, even if he was really great, but the company that he kept was full of horrible misogynists, like, like attracts like. And it doesn't make sense to be friends with people who have polar opposite values to you around sexism or racism or something huge and fundamentally based on people's human rights like that. So even him tolerating those views is a bad sign. Having horrible misogynistic mates is a red flag in itself. But this whole thing is very red flaggy to me. The, the, the fact that it's triggering you is enough. The fact that you, this whole situation is making you feel the way it is making you feel is enough for you to want to run. And the whole family just sounds like quite mad vibes. 
you're uncomfortable with the way that they treat the women in their family. He's got friends that you really don't like. It does feel like a no-brainer. But, of course, it doesn't feel that obvious to you because of those bits that you mentioned at the beginning. You know, the part where you do say he's everything that you've ever dreamed of and cares for you, looks after you. So I guess if he really, really is amazing and such a wonderful boyfriend, there is perhaps room for manoeuvre, room for you to work through this and him to get therapy or whatever. But really, like... The care and the love and the validation, that's how everyone should treat us. Like, love, validation and reassurance is the bare minimum. So we shouldn't actually be clinging onto something that weirds us out so much just because that person is really nice. We have to raise the bar higher. The bar cannot be so low that we're like, there's this really great stuff, but I'm triggered, it's creepy, it's weird, this is making me feel terrible, the whole family are lunatics like should I stick with it just because there's some good parts no the good parts should be there with anyone and with the people that we stick with and end up in long-term relationships there shouldn't be this freaky weird shit going on that makes us feel really bizarrely affected and that is how it's making you feel you're not enjoying it you're not happy and I think that your gut instinct is correct you need to get out block delete move on And the next question is... Hi, Lala. I've been speaking to this guy for a few weeks. Had a couple of really intense dates, but didn't sleep together. He asked me back to his on the first date, which lasted seven hours of just talking and kissing. The chemistry was amazing, and we got along so well. We had agreed to go to the theatre together this Friday, and he was to be my plus one. Again, we had messaged every day and had engaged in some very lovely phone sex. And he continued to message me for the next two days. And then he sent me this. Hey. So I've actually been thinking a bit the past few days and working through that slight hesitation I was feeling on the weekend. I know we've we've had an intense couple of dates and there's been a, a strong attraction, but I think I've also come away feeling a bit less sure since then about that deeper connection and, and feeling of compatibility. I suspect that might be tough to read as I know you're feeling more certain about things. And it might also be a bit out of the blue and I'm sorry if it feels like I'm being disingenuous at all there was definitely a part of me on Saturday that wanted to just go with that initial attraction but also another part of me that was processing how I felt and I'm really conscious of not wanting to mess you around so I feel it's better to be honest about where I'm at I do think you're really great smart funny and clearly very talented and I've had a great time with you and that's why I also want to be straight about where my head is at. Sorry if this ends up feeling a bit out of nowhere. And I hope you understand, but I also get it if not. I didn't know what to reply to that. He said on the date he needed time to get to know me more, but this was just cutting off completely. We spoke briefly on the phone after he sent me this and he couldn't offer any explanation as to why he was feeling the way he did. I personally feel two dates isn't enough to know if there's not going to be a deeper connection particularly when you had the sort of intellectual conversations we did, and on top of that, the physical attraction we clearly both felt. Is he avoidant? Is he scared? Or is he just another fuckboy? I don't know. I'm trying to tell myself I didn't do anything wrong, but I would love to know how to just get over him, because my gut literally told me the opposite of what he said. 
I am so, so sorry that you've experienced this because this is so incredibly brutal and it is the hardest part of dating, which is meeting someone, finally having that spark, having that intellectual connection, feeling like, Jesus, like this is the first one that I've met that's a proper match in such a long time. I'm sexually attracted to like what could go wrong. And they're also reciprocating. He's messaging. He wants to meet up again. Everything's going really well. And then bam, blindsided out of the blue with a complete letdown. And so I totally get how you feel. It is a punch to the gut. And I'm sorry that he's done this to you. But I don't think he's a fuckboy. I think that message does not scream fuckboy to me. That message is a man who's communicating really well with you and a man who is just possibly, as you say, maybe avoidant, maybe found it a bit overwhelming, the feelings that you were both getting, or maybe you're a bit limerent and you were bringing a bit of limerent energy to things and maybe trying to move a little bit too fast. And no judgment because I have absolutely been there. I have ruined so many things with my limerence because I've already decided after speaking to you for two weeks and going on two dates that we are a proper match. This is, you can definitely be my boyfriend. And why am I doing that? I can't know whether you're a great match for me within two weeks. And I think sometimes they feel that. They feel that limerent energy. They feel like a bit suffocated because we're straight in there, straight like, yeah, you're my person. Come to the theatre with me next week. Come to my mum's birthday with me the week after. And I do think that that limerent energy can be really shit for people and it can scare them off. So I think a lot of people, if I if we do a question on this one, a lot of people in the comments will be like, he's just a bastard, He leave him alone. But you know what, sometimes there is that element that we do have to look at what we're bringing to things. And sometimes us limerent, very keen, very loving, possibly anxiously attached people do need to be a bit careful to rein it in. Sometimes there is a bit of a game to play at the beginning. And that's not proper game playing, but it is like, you know, hold back some of those feelings. Let there be a slight bit of chase. Even if you know in your heart, deep down, I want this man forever, it can be really good to just be a bit slow. Let them not know that straight away. Like, I'm not saying you were getting carried away and he wasn't giving anything back. It sounds like he was giving shit back. But on speculation, not knowing what he thinks, that would be my guess, is that you've, you you have gone too into it, too soon, and that has scared him away. And that's nothing to regret. That is you, and you're a wholeheartedly loving person who wears their heart on their sleeve, and that is fine. But sometimes we do need to play the dating game. So I think that you should try to stop wondering about why. I think you should stop wondering, is he scared? Is he avoidant? Because that might make you stay holding on to it and thinking, well, let me just like tell him that, you know... Tell him he doesn't need to be scared. Let me see if I pull away for a bit and then explain to him that I'm not too full on. Don't start doing any of that. You didn't do anything wrong. And actually the best thing here is try your best to cut it off emotionally. He's obviously already cut it off. Don't keep contacting him. I really don't think it would be a good idea to message him again, try and draw him out, try and ask him out for other dates. I know that that would be tempting. I know that you had a lot in common. And if you find something where you're like, oh, he'd really love to come to this with me, try and avoid asking him to do those things. 
Time will be your best healer here. The obvious cliches, work on self-love, work on looking after yourself. And maybe you do need to work on a bit of limerence and stuff if you recognize that in yourself. Listen to my limerence podcast if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say limerence. Uh, But I don't think he's a fuckboy. I just think that he got put off for whatever reason. And now you just have to work on going, it wasn't meant to be. And if it was supposed to be, then it would have been. That's it. Trust the universe. Know that fizzy feeling you get when you read something really good, watch the movie everyone's been talking about, or catch the show the internet can't get over? At the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast, we chase that feeling five times a week. We talk about the buzziest movies, TV, music, books, and more. From lowbrow to highbrow to in between, catch the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. And the final one for today says, Hi, Lala. I really need some advice as I'm at my wit's end. My husband won't let my parents look after our almost one-year-old for any length of time by themselves. He says they're intrusive and we see them enough. We see them once a month, at best twice a month. He moans at how much we see them. And if he's not happy, he tags along and sits in an awful mood it's embarrassing he asks to tag along to everything even if he doesn't want to go just so he can be with our daughter he will then try and stop my family engaging with our daughter they're devastated as she will likely be their only grandchild and I feel like my first year of motherhood has been completely tarnished we spend no time together as a couple as he doesn't see the point without our daughter He's not like this with his family at all. He says he's worried about her as she can't walk or talk, yet doesn't apply this concern to nursery or his family. What should I do? You know, my first thought here is what has happened to your partner in his own childhood to make him behave like this? And I did question and wonder whether he has experienced some kind of sexual abuse himself because it's really common and normal for people who were sexually abused as children to be extremely overcautious with their own children. And I say overcautious because cautious is really important, but it sounds like he's being overcautious. And it's understandable, actually, if you are a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and if that was interfamilial, then it makes perfect sense to be over cautious but sometimes it's at the detriment of their own children being able to have normal relationships with adult relatives and it could be that he or someone he knows experienced some kind of trauma at the hands of a grandparent and it's impacted on him it's a very difficult one because if it is that how do you broach that and it is something that needs to be broached extremely carefully I wouldn't ask him outright whether he was sexually abused though People need to disclose that in their own way, in their own time, when they're ready. And for men, sometimes that time 
never comes because there is so much shame and humiliation attached to it, especially if their abuser was a man. And that is something that your partner would definitely need therapy to help him, to support him and to address it, you know. But obviously, it's not definitely that. That is me speculating based on this behaviour. I'm not saying to you, your partner was definitely sexually abused in childhood. Not at all. It is just me looking at that behaviour and offering you possible causes. Because it may also be that he's controlling. And that the cause behind this is that he's actively trying to isolate you and your daughter from your family. Trying to create that distance. Because his behaviour sounds awful. And it is of whatever may be behind it, actually, you know. It's not a thing where we go, well, actually, this is perfectly reasonable behaviour from someone who was sexually abused, so therefore I have to tolerate it. That's not it. And actually, it's making it sound like it's not really a happy partnership. And I'd be curious to know whether he was a good partner before you became parents and whether having a child has triggered some stuff for him. Or whether you were tolerating his shit before, but now that you have a daughter, you give more fucks and are seeing through how awful he is. And I guess if it's the first one, if he was an amazing partner and then having the child has triggered something, then I, I really think therapy, therapy, therapy. But actually, if he's just been shit all the way along and now you're really seeing through it, then you do not have to stay in this. Especially not if you are staying for the sake of your daughter. Staying for the sake of the kids is literally the opposite of what you are intending to do in most cases. And if you do split, maybe you could stay with your parents for a bit until you get back on your feet. And that would that should be quite a wonderful outcome for them. But he has absolutely no right to control or dictate the level of contact that your parents have with your daughter. And he has no right to ruin the time that you do spend with his petulant behaviour. Do you feel able to lay down some really clear boundaries and to discuss how serious this feels for you and to try to change things. To have couples therapy, to try to get to the bottom of his lack of trust, is that something that feels realistic? Because actually, I think if he refuses any type of counselling, then it's probably a lost cause. But I would absolutely put my foot down about this. I think it's really important that you do something because your child is only a child for, for a very short amount of time and her relationship with your family and with him. And, you know, it's important. It's important to nurture that and to build on that. And his behaviour does seem really strange. And I think it needs to be explored with the view in mind, in your head, that actually you do not need to tolerate this and you absolutely are able to allow her to have a relationship with your parents if you want to. And he shouldn't be a barrier to that. All right, so we have come to the end for another week. What have we had today? Crazy, crazy cousins. Somebody being unexpectedly told that there's no longer any interest, which ah, I hate that one. And a very, very overprotective dad. So there we go. Let me know your thoughts on these. We will, of course, be discussing one or two of them on my page at some point today if you're tuning in on the Wednesday. So if you are, head to my page at la la la, let me explain. And if you want advice on the podcast, head to my other page at ask la la la, let me explain. Have a lovely Wednesday. La la la, let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production. Bye.